time for another episode of The Epic Narrative. Thanks for coming. Here's my dad, Bob Switzer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back for another season of The Epic Narrative. Where are we this this epic? Well, we got to go back to the beginning. That's right. We are in Genesis. In Genesis. This is going to be a good ride. Now, I'm here, of course, with my engineer, uh, Bob, who uh, is that sweet little voice in my head. And he is, he is a little doubtful that we can get through Genesis in a year, but I am confident that we can still do this. I think we're going to be around 60, 65 episodes. I think it's going to be fun. We're adding that new element this this year in that uh, even though I'm recording, pre-recording the epic narrative, I will be interjecting my thoughts, some Bob thoughts at the end of each episode. So we can kind of stay more relative to the culture that's going on. I did find it fascinating last year that so many things that we had recorded a you know, the year prior were actually very relevant to the culture and the uh, the the chaos of the day. <laughs> but we want to do a little bit more of that this year, a little more specific uh, stuff. So at the end of each episode on Genesis, you will also hear some Bob Thoughts. You can also follow me on Bob Thoughts on Facebook. That is a uh, That's my page there on Facebook, and I'm sure that... If you scroll down, trust me, I've been doing Bob Thoughts on Facebook for a long time, so it goes, uh, it covers a ton of information, ideas, thoughts, processes, uh, yeah, anyways, enough about that, on with the story. Now, with Genesis, that's one of the main things that I found very uh, challenging, right, because Genesis is way more than just a story. And we are the epic narrative. So I can't turn this into like a scientific breakdown of creation. Although, ah, there's so many good things to learn there. And I can't turn it down uh, into a debate as to whether or not it's, uh, you know, allegorical or literal or poetry or literature. And because it's really all those things and it can be really crazy, and people get super attached to the way that they are trained in in the interactions with the book of Genesis. But due to my passion, my passion of finding the goodness of God to be true throughout history, not just the New Testament, we are hitting Genesis because there are a lot of things in the book of Genesis that caused people to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I am not down with a God that behaves like that. And frankly, I don't blame them. Uh, hang on for a second. Not sure quite why, but uh, <laughs> I had I had something playing in the background on my on my computer, and I was like, I don't even know if that's coming through, so I may have to toss out that whole intro. When I listen to this, on with the show, Bob. Thank you very much, Bob. I will continue. The other thing about Genesis that I think is vital is that it is our identity. We were, I believe that God created us. I believe that we are, we are a lot of things. 
and our creation does not begin with, quote, the fall of man in Genesis 3. Our creation starts in Genesis 1. And when Jesus came to earth and showed us the goodness of the Father, he was also showing us our identity in the fullness of what we are to be here on this earth. And it goes back to there, to Genesis 1, not Genesis 3. Jesus didn't come down to show us, hey, this is what, this is what sinners saved by grace look like. He came down to show us these are this is what creation looks like when it's in alignment with its creator. And that's what I'm 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 one of the themes I want to keep going back to. We were created to be like him, to be able to do all the things he did and more. And that's according to him. He said we would do more. He said we would be like him. And this is not a stretch. This is not something, this is not an idealistic concept that eventually we'll get to when we all get to heaven. No, I believe it's a reality. I believe it's something we can have now. And I think we get the perfect picture of that in Genesis 1. Boom. And that's where we're going to start. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What a great beginning! <laughs> I love it. I do. It's 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 uh it's fascinating. And most people know the first few words of the Bible in the beginning. Actually, that's probably not completely true anymore. Actually, I had a friend who sent me a TikTok of interviews of people that are like, what's what's the first uh, sentence or first few words of the Bible? And oh my word, it was all over the place. It was really funny. It really made me laugh. One of them was like, hey everyone, this is Jesus. <laughs> I think another one was like, dear diary. <laughs> oh, people are great. Uh, they just are. I just love people. All right, on, on with the... <laughs> In the beginning, in the beginning. Now, this is really important because a lot of people have been raised to just read the words and they take their own personal interaction with their definition of what in the beginning means. So let's just break down that phrase. In is not at. And that's the way a lot of people read that word in. They read it at the beginning as though time started there. Like, like God was like, okay, this is, I'm going to start creation now. I'm going to start it right now at the beginning. That's not what he said. He said in the beginning. And that word in means to be birthed from, coming from, coming out of. In the beginning means something that was already existing in something came out of this thing called the beginning. What is the beginning? I, 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 oh man, there are some great, it, it's the, those theories go on and on and on. Is it God? Is it, is it another spiritual realm in which heaven and earth was contained? I, I'm telling you, I don't know. I have some ideas. Maybe I'll share those on my Bob thoughts at the end. But 
in the beginning, what it means is it came out of. Now, the word beginning means first. It means chief. It means choice part. It means the best. So in the beginning, the beginning is, is what all of created things came from. All of created things came from the chief, came from the, the choice part, came from the best that was available. Perfection. That's what came, that's what birthed creation. That's what, that's when, that's not when, oh, Bob, you're stuttering. Okay, I know, I know, stop talking in my ear. Okay, so out of, out of the beginning, out of the perfection of beginning came creation. And into the darkness, God spoke light. Let there be light. Light is what broke through from the beginning. It's, it's what started the creation. It's, it, it, it probably even made a big bang. <laughs> that was a pun on purpose. Because I, I, I just think when, when, when I imagine this happening, this is, these are my thoughts. When I imagine this happening, something comes out of the beginning and it, it forever expands, which is what we know about the universe. It continues to expand. It continues to get bigger. And I would imagine when that light broke through, it was, it was dynamic and powerful. And I have no doubt that there's records of that in the universe. And we've, we've touched on that in science. So, so there in the beginning, in the beginning, from the beginning, out of the beginning, everything in the beginning, everything that comes out of the beginning, sorry, is a reflection and represents the God of that realm. It represents everything that's in it is itself. So it can't come out and be something different. It's like giving birth. You can't, you know, give birth to an iguana. Well, an iguana can, sorry. A human can't give birth to an iguana because it's what comes out of you represents you. It has your DNA all through it. And you can try and deny it and you can have operations to try and remove it. But trust me, the DNA is always there. You can change the surface stuff, but you can't change the DNA. And that's the way the beginning is. Everything that comes out of it carries the DNA of heaven. It carries the DNA of the heavenly realm. And of course, Jesus says that he is the cornerstone, right? The source of creation. He is, he is as God is seen in creation and before creation, Jesus was. And then Jesus says that our connection to all of creation was also there. Why? Because he says we were found in Christ before creation. And that's that's my key calling us back to our, our identity. What we were created to be came out of the spiritual realm of the beginning. Our identity is not, is not Adam and Eve eating the apple and, quote, committing the sin. Our identity is coming out of the beginning.
It's coming out of perfection. It's coming out of out of uh, the spiritual realm that is the character of God. I kind of said God funny, didn't I? I don't know what it is about saying God. It just sounds cool in my head. I don't know what it sounds like to you all, but that's what it sounds like to me. All right. Got all that out. Now, God speaks, right? Here we go. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So here we have, just for what it's worth, we have the Trinity represented here. We have God, we have the Spirit, and we have Jesus, because Jesus was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We, they are all there. Now, I know the Bible does not specifically say that God is a trinity, but God chooses, I guess, to represent himself in those, in those words, in those formats. They're all equal. They all have value. They all have the same power. It's all the same. I get that. And that's why we have to go back to Genesis and say, if God is Jesus, then God's got to look like Jesus. Because Jesus came to earth to show us the Father, and that's what the Father looks like. And he left us the Spirit of God because he's like, that's what you need to empower you to step into your true identity, which is who you are when you came out of the beginning. In the beginning, this is where it starts. So God speaks his words from an incorruptible space. So they cannot be corrupted. Now this is this is again, keep this in mind. I'm trying I'm trying to keep this in story form because we are called the epic narrative for a reason. He speaks words from an incorruptible space so they cannot be corrupted. Why'd you say that twice, Bob? Because I think it's important. So many times. We kind of get our, again, our twisted definitions of words out, and we start to think that God might have meant something else when he said. And the first thing he says is, let there be light. Light is so important. Because from those, from his voice, right? He's speaking from this incorruptible space. He's speaking from eternity. So through eternity, time, creation, spiritual realms, all those things will remain for eternity because he speaks from eternity. It's impossible for God to speak something into existence and not have it connected back to who he is. It has to be connected to who he is. It has to be spiritual. It has to be eternal. It has to be good. He can't speak something into existence that doesn't exist within him. This is so vital to our understanding of how to operate in this world. So many times we represent God. We re present God in this world and we say I'm God and and you know I'm representing God I'm a representative of God and we speak death over people 
We speak curses over people. We speak, you know, words that would bring downfall to them or even eternal judgment to them. And we do so in the name of God. And God can't do those things because he is good and he is eternal. And the things he speaks are good and and eternal. They are light. In him is no corruption at all. Now, I, I do understand that this is, I actually got a label last year from somebody who was like, wow, you're a progressive theologian. And I was like, what? I never heard of such a thing. I just never had. But I guess I am. And at least in this light, in the goodness of God, uh, another friend of mine said, Bob, you you carry a radical, radical concept of the goodness of God. And, and they weren't opposed to it. They were like, you call people to a greater awareness of how good God is. But I'll tell you this, but I'll tell you this, my listeners, <laughs> a lot of people don't like a good God. They really, really don't because it messes with their theology. Now, I don't, uh, you know, if, if you've listened to all the story of David, which that was a long story, but if you listen to it all, you know you know that the uh, I you know I interact with the goodness of God a number of times where people would say see what see what God did and if you know from my perspective it doesn't make sense that God would do that but it does make sense that the that the man did it and whether it was David or Samuel or or Saul you know or or Nathan they give credit to God because they truly believe that what they're doing is is approved by him but it doesn't fit the character of God. So therefore it can't come from him. And that's why I wanted to come back to Genesis and say, this is who God is. God speaks from light. God speaks from eternity. He speaks from an incorruptible space. So what he speaks cannot be corrupted. What man speaks many times can be. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to speak incorruptible things of goodness and light. We're called to represent God on this earth. We're called to live a life like Jesus, who brought healing and and health and resurrection power to everyday life. And that's another epic story we'll get into. (laughs) I'm sure we'll eventually get there. Because, you know, we started out in Samuel, and now we're all the way back at Genesis, and God literally is the only one that could have any concept as to how long it'll take us to get to the life of Jesus. But his goodness is incorruptible. Jesus' goodness was incorruptible. And he technically spent, what, three years, quote, in ministry? But he lived a life of incorruptible goodness. All right, sorry. (laughs) Here we go. Let there be light. Light is the substance of all matter. And we know this scientifically. We can prove it through scientific method, method, right? We can take light waves 
And based on the speed of the light waves, we can create. We can create. Everything oozes out of light. It forms out of light. What's the function of light? Well, most people, right, we read this and we think, well, God created light so he could see what was going on. He had no idea what was going on. He had to create light. I mean, how would we see if we didn't have light? The function of light is not just to give sight. The idea of giving sight is actually the idea of bringing understanding. Bringing understanding. That's um, it, This word light has, lot, has deep meaning. The first thing it does is light reveals mysteries. Yeah. Why did he create light first? Because he wanted to reveal creation. God created the heavens and the earth, verse 1. Verse 3, let there be light. Why? I want to reveal what's going on. I also want to record what's going on. The record, the record of what occurs in creation is there because of light. If it was stayed in darkness, it would stay in mystery. Remember, mystery is not bad. And I'll get into that in a second. But light reveals mystery. It stores record. It is the essence of material matter. And it gives understanding or gives sight. It brings sight. It moves from, you know, the photon particles to subsident particles. Wow. Why did you put that word in there? <laughs> my engineer like why can't you just say it moves from photon particles to actual particles i don't know i put the word substance since way it goes it's my notes here we go light was good verse 4 god saw the light was good what does that mean not corrupted it was eternal it was uh what, what it, you know as it came from that that space that can't be corrupted it was uh it, it was created out of that spiritual realm it will remain you say bob that doesn't sound like the sun the sun is burning down the sun is losing all this uh, you know uh, it's 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 gonna it's gonna explode eventually the you know, we're all going to go dark. I, 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 I read it in a book. And I would say, oh, you're right. The sun isn't eternal. Oh, no. Well, then I guess that's, that's not what God was talking about, is it? Bum, bum, bum. Nope. God did not create the sun first. He created light. He created this, this amazing spiritual uh, physical uh, 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 thing out of the beginning that would reveal mysteries and and record what what was what was happening and what he was doing that it, that it would that it would uh, not only be there but it would become everything into moving into material matter from the photonic world 
and it would also give sight. It would also bring understanding to all who see creation. Now, this is fascinating. With that in mind, read the rest of verse 4. And he separated the light from the darkness. What? Where'd the darkness come from? Oh, well, the darkness was already there. Darkness was there. Remember, now the earth was formless and, and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. See, he, he boom, created light and, the, and separated it from the darkness. The darkness is bad, Bob. Darkness is chaos. Darkness is evil. All right, let's walk through this because I was surprised by this because those are all the thoughts I used to have. Did I just almost sound like Yoda? Used to. Anyways, darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Whoa, how can darkness be a bad thing if the Spirit of God was, was found there? Walk with me. The darkness that was over the surface of the deep was where the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. What was he doing? He was revealing the mystery of the deep. He was revealing the mystery of the Spirit of God. He was revealing what's been going on. He wasn't ex expelling the darkness i.e. expelling evil, he was revealing mystery and recording what had occurred. And he was giving substance to his creation through the essence of who he is, which is light. Darkness, hold on now, darkness was good. Yeah, yeah. Verse 5, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning and the first day. He saw the light was good and he separated light from the darkness. That's verse 4. Light was good. He separated from the darkness. Where did the darkness come from? It came from the light. Contained within the light was darkness. It wasn't corruption or chaos. It was mystery. It was mystery. And what does mystery do? It, it hides things that are meant to be found. God, listen. Oh, you guys know this. You guys know this. God uses revelation to bring things that are in darkness to light. Right? He does this all the time. You're, you're studying something and you have what? A revelation. Now, it doesn't have to be the Bible, but you get this, something's revealed to you. And you sit back and you go, oh my goodness, I never saw that before. That means that you got a revelation. Light was brought to darkness. It doesn't mean that what you didn't know was evil doesn't mean that what you didn't see before was bad or chaotic or anything like that in the negative. It means that what was there is suddenly being revealed to you. Darkness is that mystery. 
darkness is that mystery. Listen, this is this has been stolen from us. The mystery of of the spiritual realms have been stolen from us by religious mindsets that just want us to to listen to the religious leaders and do what they tell us to do. They have taken the the relationship and connection to God, our Father, our spiritual Father, who birthed us from the beginning. They've taken it and turned it into this behavioral, behavioral, modificational mindset, this thing that says you can just be educated enough, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. No, listen, you need to understand that mysteries and darkness are a good thing. And that God created you to represent the light, to reveal the mysteries that that are that are there, that are contained in the darkness. The sages, the sages of old, and this is written uh, through in several books that I read, but but mostly in Jewish commentaries because they so highly value the oral traditions of life. But the early sages, they saw that the that darkness were in the light were were like clouds and they would roll or move throughout and around creation throughout the earth we'll just say at this point i know technically whatever anyways we'll just call it earth so around the earth these mysteries these clouds of mysteries were rolling around and and it was designed so that you could enter into the darkness and bring light to that darkness. You could bring light to that mystery and reveal what was there. You could get revelation. Listen, this is why nighttime is, is designed. I know later when the sun's created, we have day and night and 24-hour uh, days, etc. But But nighttime is not a time to be scared. It's a time to literally invite yourself to find revelation to seek revelation while your body is being restored that's what dreams are designed for that's what nighttime's designed for it's like listen it's dark out but it's not scary it's not chaotic it's a time where you say hey god show me something hey let's walk through this time that my body's being restored. Let's walk into an opportunity to find out and have some mysteries revealed. Right? What is, good grief, dark matter, what is that? It's where, what, light is bent. It's not horrible, it's not evil. It's just where light is moving in such a way that we can't perceive it yet. That's the only reason that makes it dark, but light is there. It's not that darkness is eating up the light and it's some evil force. It's It probably contains more light than we have any concept of, but we cannot perceive it at this point. Light is something that needs to be observed. It reveals things. God saw his words of light he saw all that it contained, and he said, this is good. And one of those things that it contained was darkness because he separated the, the darkness from the light. 
and he looked at all that his light had contained and all that his light had revealed, and he said, it is good. And that's what he called the first day or evening and morning of the first day. He saw the light and it was good. It was good. And that brings me all the way back. All the way back. I know that made it sound like I'd been talking for days, right? No. It brings me back to those early verses out of the beginning, out of the first place, out of the choice place. The very best was was revealed. The very best was released. And everything we read from that point on comes from the beginning. I know that a lot of times when we think about, or no, I shouldn't say when we think about, a lot of a lot of places that believe the Bible. There you go. I believe the Bible. They make creation into something very, uh, very structured, very structured event. And they say things like, you know, God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. And you see it in creation. And I absolutely believe you see order in creation. I do. Yeah, it, it's undeniable. Math, the math world alone, both math and physics and quantum physics and quantum math, there are so many things that just, you see so much order, so much order, so much order. But even in all of that, there are things where they they admit, we actually, we don't know. We, we actually don't know why this equation works. We do the work. We get the results. We know the results are real, but we're not sure why. There's there's a mystery in here. There's a there's a we need a revelation to fully understand what's going on. And they pursue it, and God bless them, they do. And and listen, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to pursue mystery. He wants us to bring our light to the darkness, because darkness is not evil and chaos. You say, well, what about the evil realm? What about the what about the bad guys, Bob? I'd say, yeah. Oh, they are out there. There is there is an evil, there is, oh, there is some kind of evil. For sure. And you know what defeats evil? You know what defeats darkness when it when it has turned? You know why they're evil? Because they're 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 mystery, right? They they're their de- their deeds are evil because we don't know what's what's happening. We don't know what's going on with them. Where are they coming from? God's like, bring the light. Bring the light. Reveal the mystery. Record what's going on. Give sight. Bring understanding. So much of what the, the quote, the bad guys want to do for us or do to us is keep us scared of what we don't know. God's like, bring the light. Bring the light. I created light. I created everything from light. Go reveal the mystery. Get in there and make something happen. You're allowed to. 
Darkness cannot harm you because you were created from light. Why do you think so many times, you know, the evil spiritual realm, the, the bad guys, want you to think that they're so powerful because they know you are. They want you to be afraid of what they can do. And they create chaos and they create uh, uh, fear in order to what? Keep you silent. But Jesus came to show us you don't need to fear these things because of who you are and what you were created from. You were created from the beginning. You're created from this incorruptible space filled with light. You're created from a place where the Spirit of God hovers. And God says, don't be afraid. Jesus says, Jesus showed us, don't be afraid. Step into the darkness and reveal what's going on. You you want to, I mean, I, I this is dangerous. It, my engineer's like, don't say this yet. Don't say it on the first episode. I'm going to say it. Here, here we go. I know that Jesus, right, the, 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 the main course of evangelical world is Jesus died for your sins. Great. Do you know why he was so dangerous to everybody? Because he showed a radically good God. He showed that God was radically good. And if people understood just how good, they would start to turn the world around. And the goodness of God is what gives you the authority to step into darkness and, and reveal it for what it is. And then to bring understanding and, and authority over the top of it. His authority and power that he in Natural. Listen, we naturally have authority and power because of where we were, where we were created. We are created in the beginning. The essence of God's character. Incorruptible space. Religion. Is is a dead thing. It doesn't want life, and when people of life come around it, it wants to destroy them. And they knew that if, if Jesus' teachings really were understood, they'd all be out of a job. They'd lose their, their religious power, their manipulating power. True freedom would be a part of people's lives. They did not want that. Politically, Jesus, Jesus brought such authority and an awareness for people to walk in power and grant, you know, uh, you know, God grants gifts and favors on those that, that walk with him because light is constantly releasing more and more favor, more and more goodness, more and more uh, uh, healing. And, and oh, I'm, I, you're right. I probably shouldn't have started here because now I'm just fumbling. But listen, Jesus was a threat not just to the religious world. He was, re, he was a threat to the political leaders because they just needed people to obey. They needed people to obey them so that, quote, you know, not quote, why am I saying quote? Politically, they, they wanted to be the ones that granted power and authority and freedom to people. We'll give you this if you obey us. You will give you this if you just submit. 
And Jesus was the one who came on earth and said, you are free. You have, you have power. You have authority. You can do what you want because of what you were created to be and where you were created from. Freedom would rule and reign and, and love would, would cover the earth if we follow Jesus' example, and that was a huge threat to religion and politics. And it all goes back to Jesus showing us what we came from. We came from this incredible spiritual realm called the beginning. And that's the beginning of this epic narrative this year. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back again soon. Thank you so much. Don't leave just yet. We've got Bob Thoughts. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Bob Thoughts on episode one of the epic narrative. Now, if you're familiar with Bob Thoughts on Facebook, you know that I share, I, I have years of episodes that, that cover all kinds of thoughts that I have. But these specific ones, uh, especially for, for this year of Genesis, we're going to be doing something at the end of every episode where I just kind of give you my thoughts about the episode and maybe interwork with some of the cultural things that may be going on and also what's going on in my life because my, <laughs> my life has made a dramatic turn since we finished the life of David. So uh, as you, those of you that are mm, watching on Facebook rather than just listening to the podcast, you will see two pictures of Jesus behind me. That's because I'm in my office. Now, these pictures were done by my daughter way back in high school, years and years and years ago. But I like them. I like them a lot. So they're in my office. But this office is not mine for much longer. In a couple weeks, I'm gone. My wife and I have resigned, stepped away, taken an opportunity to step into an invitation that we really believe came from God to go. We really believe that the, that there's something out there for us. There's another opportunity and we really thought it would present itself and then we would, you know, be on our way. But as it turns out, <laughs> and I don't mean this flippantly, we did a ton of prayer and interaction and talking to people who know us and know God and like we just, yeah, we just spent a lot of time doing doing that sort of thing. We checked it many different ways, and it really came down to the to the concept that we were called currently to go. We need to take that step and just go. Looking back over our life, it's been very interesting how much we have moved. We you um, you you can't get away from it. I think I bring it up in uh, one of the episodes there in Genesis where we talk about the like a gypsy lifestyle that we've had not by design I got I got to tell you not by design every time we go somewhere I think this is it <laughs> and yet here we go again so you will get to see me from all kinds of places I know normally I do this I, I recorded all well, the first 52 episodes already uh, but those were all done in my basement but there is no more basement I've sold the house bought an RV. We got a truck. We're going to go on the road. So there may be times if you if you go to my Facebook page and just watch the Bob Thoughts part of it, you may see me 
in a park somewhere. You may see me under the awning of our new fifth wheel, not new, but our new uh, fifth wheel camper. You may see me in the cab of our truck recording these thoughts. I don't know. It's got to be pretty fun, an adventure, a journey. Uh, it's all good. It really is all good. And it goes back to what you think and who you think God is. And and that ties into our first episode. Everything came from the beginning. If I mean, we we I I, I probably over overran that point, right? Creation is birthed from this even greater realm called the beginning. And from the beginning, everything in creation carries the DNA of the beginning. And the DNA of the beginning is love and life and hope and freedom and joy and peace. It's all the rhythm of heaven. It's a frequency of creation, of, of goodness, of God. So believing that God is this, this goodness, this light, this hope-filled, joyful uh, presence, when when I you know when 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 I hear God call me somewhere, I have little hesitation because everything about him is filled with hope and possibility and joy. I don't I don't look at what God's called me to do and think, oh, I hope this is right, man. I hope this is right. If it's not right, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? Like, uh, what if he gets mad at me halfway through the call and and lifts his grace? And lifts his presence, and all of a sudden I'm alone, and and I'm I'm torn into the dark, the darkness. Which of course we covered also right in the episode. I loved learning that. I, man, when I first read the sage, uh, the Jewish sages talk about not that I didn't hear them, but I know I read them, but I hear them in my head talk about how the darkness were like the darkness of light was actually you know like clouds of mystery and and you know the dark matter is just light that's bent and we can't perceive it so this dark matter that is actually light in a at a level that we can't perceive it becomes something that we can step into and bring light into and therefore expose the mystery and and gain revelation it's 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 man it just made all the difference because for me at least for me right because so much of my life those of you who know me know I grew up like ultra conservative uh baptist theology so there was no room for mystery you had the word of god and the god the god of the word and they are one of the same and you don't mess with either one and and I've come a long way. <laughs> I've come a long way. Some people who know me on Facebook, <laughs> I wonder if they actually pay any attention to what I'm saying because they know me from years ago, and I have a feeling they'd be like, "Wait, Bob, what are you talking about? That's not the Bob I know." No, it's the Bob I grew into, though. So the the God that called me is the God that comes you know, that, that comes from the beginning, that, that birthed creation out of this, out of this realm called the beginning. And, and he is all about freedom and all about love and joy and hope and possibility. So when he calls me into some mysterious thing, like Bob, 
you know, leave an amazing job, leave, uh, sell your amazing home, downsize into 300 square feet, hit the road, and I'll, you know, I'll show you something along the way. <laughs> it's like, yes. Oh, how could this turn out bad? How? There's just no way because of who's calling, who's making the call. And then there's there's those that you know that take that beautiful light and love and freedom of, of heaven and they've created I, I think a, a spirit of strife okay and and strife takes a form in religion and takes a form in politics but it creates the same mindset which is we're going to take freedom away from you and then we're going to give it back to you based on your behavior and honestly politicians, and so many ministry and ministry leaders take that kind of approach to what's going on. And it's it's sad. It's sad. I know a lot of people have been hurt by the church because of that kind of mentality. Hurt by pastors. Abused by pastors. And pastors have been abusive. And the same with politicians. Because they look at people and say, uh, you know, you need to earn this. But the love and light of God says, no, it's already yours. You don't need to earn it. It's all it's yours. It's free. And and yet somehow we feel bad about something we've done. So we think we need to earn it. We need to earn, we need to do something right. We need, or we need to give, or we need to serve. And then maybe God will come through for us. Maybe God will not uh, you know, hold this against us. I I, I uh, so many people I know, I just know they have this really hard view of God. And it makes me very sad because bad things happen to them and they immediately assume they're paying, God's paying them back for the decision they made 15 years ago to do drugs or to, or to whatever sin, to cheat on a test or cheat on their wife or Whatever, like they're just constantly. Whenever bad things happen, they they just use this mindset of, of a of a of a master who who comes down and is going to beat the slave for misbehaving, even if in that moment they didn't misbehave. He's going to beat them for something they did a while ago. It's just oh, sad, sad and scary. But I hope as we continue uh, these episodes uh, on Genesis that you'll begin to really gain the joy and love and life of heaven again, to understand your true identity and where it comes from. And who knows, uh, the next few weeks we'll probably be here in my office. But after that, after maybe uh, maybe one of these weeks we're going to be down in Jersey to see my mom. Maybe I can get her to make an appearance. And, if, and trust me, guys on the podcast, if you haven't joined Bob Thoughts on Facebook, you're going to want to do that because I will do my best to get my mom on this because she is an awesome lady. You will love her. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day. This is Bob signing off from Bob Thoughts and the Epic Narrative. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to this podcast on any platform you use. You can also reach out to Bob for questions or booking at thebobswitzer.com or email him at thebobswitzer at gmail.com. See you next week, guys.